podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Fantasy Football Scout Deadline Dilemmas. Um, as always, with me and Praz, we're recording this just for full disclosure. It's Wednesday night. It's quite late because I know Praz has been watching the Man United game, which had a dramatic end. Um, yep. And this should be coming out Thursday night. But how, how's it going, Praz? How's the, how's the week been? Going going very well, thank you. Uh, week's been all right. And yeah, I mean, uh, I think uh, you are busy tomorrow and uh, tomorrow being Thursday when you guys listen to this and I'm traveling for work. So we thought we'd do this uh, on Wednesday night. Pretty much, I think we have most of the information for the week. I mean, we know how City did last night. We now have seen Man United and Arsenal play. No big injuries or anything to sort of reflect on apart from Bernardo Silva, who we'll talk about and implications on Alvarez. Um, but yeah, I'm doing well. Let's uh, let's get into our teams and sort of discuss what our dilemmas are. Yeah, let's get straight straight into it. So we we start with yours. I'm going to put it on the screen, and I mean, there's there's one change. I didn't notice it immediately when you first sent me the screenshot, and and then I did. Once you see it, um, you see it. Yeah, yeah. So I'll read out the team. I've got Pickford, Chilwell, Ruben Diaz, Estupinian, um, and in midfield I've got Saka, Son, Rashford, Sterling, and Bumo. And up top, I've got Haaland and now Julian Alvarez. And I had to make the move last night, actually. So that's Tuesday night because he was set to rise yesterday night. He's definitely rising tonight. And the reason I made it is because I now have exact funds to go Chilwell to Trippier. If, let's say, on Friday, and there's no other price movement, that it's, let's say, on Friday, Poch says, I'm going to stick with the same lineup or I'm going to continue with Mudrik. Something where I have some conviction that Chilwell is not getting the minutes. If I'm not sure, I might not do it because I think, you know, playing Chilwell at home to Aston Villa, Diaz at home to Nottingham Forest, just to opinion at home to Bournemouth, I don't think there's not, there's nothing I need to change here. But more broadly, if we're talking about, maybe let's discuss your team and then we'll talk about the dilemmas that we're going through. Yeah, well, I mean, because I've got so many questions about yours. I mean, okay, well, let's two, do that. Let's do that. Three. Yeah, let's let's do those now because otherwise I will forget because my memory's okay. awful. Um, okay. So one of them is obviously Trippier. So yeah, that's one we've been. I think we've both been targeting him for a few weeks for now. Yes. And it feels like I guess you're in a position where if you don't get him now, you're probably not going to get him for a while. See, that's the thing. If I'm looking at my defense now, mm-hmm. like I mentioned, if Chilwell is playing. Now, if he isn't, then I have a problem because I don't really want to play Saliba at home to to Spurs. It's not yeah. the end of the world, but it's not Trippier. So then I will be looking to make a move and I will get Trippier in. But let's say I don't. Let's say Pochettino's vague or I think Chilwell starts. That's where I am at the moment, but I'll, I'll, I'd love to hear your views. Um, if that's the case, the next week, I've got Ruben Diaz playing Wolves. I've got Chilwell again playing Fulham, is it? next week um yeah Fulham, and, i think it's away i think Fulham, Fulham away yeah and saliba playing bournemouth away and i've got kabore with the double game week so i've got four good defenders for next week so again i don't need newcastle defense next week the week after i will need newcastle defense but that they're away to west ham so in game week eight i'm thinking when i will actually need a defender might as well go for a pedro poro or udogi because they are then playing luton and then play fulham in the home game, in the two two games. So you are right. If I don't get a Newcastle defender, I would say even Botman. If I don't get one now, I probably will not have one now till the end of my sort of pre-game week one horizon, which is until game week nine, which is not great. No, no. I mean, it was kind of a position I was in last week because I ended up doing Diaz to Trippier. 
And I think I had the similar thought where it was like it was going to be now or never because mm. trip, um, sorry, City had West Ham away last week, whereas Newcastle, you know, had a home game against Brentford. Obviously, you can't sell Diaz, for example. I know you're not looking at doing that because yeah. you know they've got a couple of great fixtures coming up. But yeah, I just felt like if I didn't go through with it last week, I wasn't going to do it. So I can get it's the temptation those... to avoid it, even though we've planned for it for so long. <laughs> it's one of those things where now I have hindsight regret, obviously, with what Sun did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd love to have Bruno in that position instead of Sun, because obviously that's the guy I sold. Now, I made some points. I would I could have sold Saka or, you know, it's all hindsight. And I didn't end up captaining Sun. So in a way, I feel OK. But had I kept Bruno, I would have had one extra transfer. I would have certainly done Chilwell to Trippier because that would be for free instead of a hit. Yep. So I would be in a very different position where I, I would have had Trippier instead of Chilwell and Bruno instead of Sun. But c'est la vie. It's, it, you know, we are where we are. I mean, for people who watched last week, they could see the struggle that we we yeah. both had, you know, with, with that dilemma. I mean, we actually got comments that, that you, someone said that you're human because, <laughs> because you, were, you were struggling on it. I was struggling on it. Obviously, we went different ways but and I mean you you got obviously not in hindsight got unlucky because of what happened in the, the game but I mean pre-deadline it was terrifying not not going in with you know without any Spurs players exactly and in a way like I got Sun I didn't captain him that Spurs loss didn't hurt me that much I didn't have Udogi I didn't have Madison mm-hmm. I hadn't captained Sun I'd captained Madison so this is where FPL sort of plays with your head, where I was like, okay, Spurs lost, not the end of the world. Now, the bigger problem will be if Sun doesn't continue to play up top. And then when, you know, Luton comes around, maybe Richarlison and Madison become better picks or Brennan Johnson and Madison become better picks for the for that Luton game than me holding Sun. But look, that's you have to sort of go with the information you have in a particular week. And I feel like that Sun move was okay. Look how Man United did against Brighton. Uh, look how they did tonight. I mean, Bruno did get an assist, but it's not a team I still think I want to double up in, even though the fixtures are great. I think people could do fine with it, but I don't think Bruno has, you know, a 15-pointer in him. I think Sun could have a 15-pointer in him, even in a tougher game. I just think he's a high-ceiling player. So I don't regret the move from that point of view, but I do regret because I can't get Trippier now. No, I, I get that. I get that. But I guess I'm going to have this dilemma in a couple of weeks. I mean, I'm already thinking about it now. Like, what Spurs players do I get? How do how do I get them? So at least you've eliminated that from from the thinking. Yeah, because yeah. I, I will have Son in Madison for Luton. Well, yeah, exactly. And I think even if, let's say you just had Son and he was playing on, let's say he was back playing on the left, I wouldn't say that Madison's a better pick. Maybe they'd be closer do you, if you, yeah. you see what I mean, I I I never see Son as a as a bad pick. Not that you were saying, not that you were saying that. So, I mean, I honestly, if I'm sitting in game week eight and I see that Richarlison's getting all the starts again and he's doing well, I have no issues doing Saka to Madison and Sterling to Richarlison. I'd have two free transfers if everything goes to plan. So I could have Son, Richarlison, and Madison for Luton away. No problem. I can I can do that. I'm dead ending my team anyway for game week ten wild card. So. Getting those three guys in for Luton away and Fulham at home in game week nine, I think that's decent upside. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. The other question I had from your transfer was obviously to do with Morris. So mm-hmm. you've bought Alvarez in. I mean, does that mean you're eliminating the fact you're going to go for Morris? Or I think I have, I, I have landed there. So my option was I could go, I could just save this week. And then next week I could have gone straight you know, um, Jackson to Morris and 
Saliba to Trippier. But then I was thinking, this is the week to get Trippier. So if I wanted Trippier, yeah. I would have had to get Morris this week, take a hit to get Morris in and get get Trippier in. And just didn't feel right. And so I'm... I do think Morris is, is a fine option. I think if people want to go there, if people have a million spare, let's say they could upgrade Archer to get to a Morris if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. But I'm just thinking I've got four transfers left now till my wildcard. Um, I've made one. I've got three left. I probably want to make those three, one in defense. So like I mentioned, either a Newcastle defender or a Poro or an Udogi for Luton and Fulham. Mm-hmm and a couple in midfield for Saka and for Sterling, it could just be, for example, Saka to Madison. And for Sterling, this is the other thing I'm thinking about, in game week nine, Liverpool are the early kickoff. So pre-wildcard, basically, if you're looking to dead-end your team, you get news that Jota is starting or Luis Diaz is starting home to Everton. That's my dead-end move for Sterling. So these are my sort of pre-planned four transfers. And I just don't have room to do an Alvarez to a Morris or wait for that. I just think the next two for Alvarez are good enough that I just jump on the bandwagon and then we see where we go. Is that game week nine fixture? So that's Liverpool-Everton. Is that the one mm-hmm. where Klopp sometimes puts in quite strange lineups? Or he has done, has done historically. Post-international break. And they also have a history of doing very badly. Last season, they had six games. They didn't win a single one. This one as well, um, game week five. They were they played Wolves and uh, they were losing right at halftime yeah. and so the narratives were coming out. Obviously, they did fine in the second half, but yeah, he hates it. Yeah, that that, that kind of narrative is not really selling it. But no, I I, lo- I like that, especially with the yeah, like you say, with you the, could with do the Morgan Gibbs White as well. Yeah, instead of Sterling, uh, he plays Luton at home and so he's on penalties. Yeah, he's on pen. No, I like so that. that. So there are options to I I'd, I'd have friends funds for Bruno. I could get Bruno for Sheffield United in, in game week nine. So I have these sort of upside three transfers left and Morris just doesn't fit there. So I want to be respectful to Morris and other people who will go there. But I just think going Alvarez, I've said goodbye to a Morris move and I'm okay with it. And I'm, I want to hear what you think and what you're planning to do with that. Yeah, no, I mean, something I've been surprised about this week has been, I think Jackson people picked and I was quite jealous um, of, of Jackson um, especially in the week that he scored obviously but I was quite surprised that people haven't seen it through as in it's so close to the end of the good fixture run I, I know the the very very best ones are gone so it's probably yeah. like a, a curve isn't it and at the bottom of that we are yeah for me is not a good fixture I would mm. say it's a decent one it's a home game but you see my problem is in terms of how we're seeing I think they had eight shots eight chances against Bournemouth I do not expect even if, you know, in the Villa game, they score more than, you know, I'd be surprised if they scored more than two. I'd be, you know, I would say base case, they score one goal. So either they win one nil, it's a one all or they lose two one. That's just my perception of Chelsea at the moment, given how they've done against Bournemouth, Nottingham Forest. Um, So if I'm expecting a goal, then it's not really something that I want to hold. And if I held Jackson this week, I'd probably sell him for Morris next week anyway. So yeah. I wasn't really thinking of it as I have a block of three games with more, uh, with Jackson. It was basically, I've had him for the three, Luton, Nottingham Forest, Bournemouth. Do I want to hold him for one more and then shift to a Morris user transfer there? Or do I want to just get Alvarez now, play him for the next four, ride this upside bandwagon with Price, with him doing well in the team? He scored a couple of goals last night. So you can see that, you know, there's a... We, we, we talked about this in the previous deadline dilemmas of outside of data, outside of stuff. There is still some tangible um, 
stuff that you can't co- really quantify. And that is that, look, Alvarez is looking much more nailed in the team. So his minutes are going up. His chemistry with Haaland is getting better. You saw in the Champions League, I mean, he was also shooting. Yeah. So why not? I mean, I you know, it's it's a little bit of old school FPL where there's a bandwagon and you think it makes sense and you have a transfer spare. The guy is cheaper than the one you own and the guy you own is out of form. And yeah, sometimes it's okay to do that. I think I think the price rise trajectory is quite a really good point because, I mean, there's a good chance he's going to rise 0.3 this week yeah. and I mean obviously I was telling myself that well it doesn't matter because he's so cheap anyway but I mean 0.3 is 0.3 regardless of of price you know you're making profit on that even if it, even if it doesn't work out but and Jackson's going to drop 0.1 below uh, the purchase price so he'll be probably 6.9 by the end of the week now it doesn't matter the obviously price shouldn't dictate transfers mm-hmm. but I'm just thinking I you know, same logic last week, you know, when we were discussing Man United, why was I selling Man United, not Saka? Because you see Man United as a little bit of a sinking ship, as much as it hurts me to say. Because I could see that we're getting, we're going to play Brighton. If we lose, we will definitely lose to Bayern Munich. Both of the things have happened. And then we're in a crisis mode because now we've lost four games and you just sort of want to reduce your exposure when when it gets to that level. Now, they could beat um you know, uh, who are they playing? Um, the Burnley, Burnley fixture. Burnley. Yeah. They could beat them 2-3-0. But also equally, I just think it's okay to hedge your exposure and keep a soccer where the team is flying. I mean, the team just scored four goals in the Champions League against PSV. So there's a little bit of, again, that element of, I don't want two attackers from Chelsea. If I didn't have Sterling, maybe I could have been a little bit more patient with Jackson and, and seen that through. But because I am now ready to commit to Sterling for this next three block of fixtures, mm-hmm. which is, as I mentioned, Aston Villa at home, Fulham away, Burnley away. Good three blocks. I'll see it through with him. And I'm happy to lose Jackson for that reason. That's a good point. I was actually going to say that you do have the best Chelsea attacking asset. Um, I mean, maybe it's not really, really clear. Although yeah. in my mind, in my mind it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, so it's it's funny as a non-owner of Jackson. I've just, that's why I've just been looking on it. I probably don't have the the hatred that some people have because um, there are some. I did ask on Twitter why people you know are selling, and there was some genuine hatred towards him. I guess <laughs> the four. I can understand that though. You know, getting four yellow cards in five games is ridiculous. This is the <laughs> other thing I didn't say. Yeah, I mean, you could say, okay, I'm, I want to keep Jackson for the next three. He could get a yellow, and what is this guarantee? He actually plays the third of the three. Or even the second of the three. So then you're giving yourself a problem where let's say you held on to him and then the guy suspended anyway. You're forced into getting a Morris even though you probably plan not to do it. Because my base case move at the beginning of this was I would hold Jackson for all these three and then I get Awani at home to Luton in game week eight. I can't do that anymore because I don't trust the guy to play the next three games. So I think it's okay to lose him. I also think it's okay to keep him. Yeah. Well, as a non-owner, it's just a new player for me to worry about. I don't have to worry too much about, about Jackson damaging my rank now. And well, I mean, Alvarez is going to be sky high. I mean, in a lot of leagues I'm in where people probably don't you know, listen to podcasts, etc. There's a lot of people I know that have Alvarez already. And they've oh, yeah. had him a few weeks. And I think that's partly why the average was so high. Correct. Correct. Like Alvarez Salah. has been popular. I mean, at my work, right? Some people know that uh, you know i create content and and so they we have a league we have a work league which i usually win but i'm like eighth in it at the moment and the, the couple of guys who are in my team who are leading they're like it's obvious why don't you have alvarez uh, why didn't why don't you have salah i mean these are good picks and i'm like um yeah you're right 
but yeah you know sometimes we try to get the optimal or the best case but we miss sort of what's in front of us or what we're seeing rightly so because sometimes it's limited data and we're not yet believers but i just think yeah home to nottingham forest for alvarez and i'm even confident that he starts this is why i got him in where even though city is the early kickoff some people may choose to wait for any leaks or whatever i just think with the injury to bernardo silva last night it just makes the case that they literally have foden and doku as the two wingers i know grealish is back in training today but he's not ready to start he probably starts the carabao cup game so i have sort of less than 1% doubt that alvarez starts so i just went for it because as i said i want to keep the trippier option open yeah sounds good sounds good so i'll quickly show my team because i don't think sure. there's i don't really have as many dilemmas this and this is the first week i've not had a dilemma because you don't have an injured defender. I don't, yeah, well, no, that's one of the main reasons. I mean, there's been a couple of moves I probably didn't need to do. But yeah, it's, it's the like you say, first week I don't have an injured defender. Um, so yeah, I've got Pickford in goal, uh, Robertson, Trippier and Estepinian in defence. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Rashford, Bruno, obviously we mentioned they got Burnley. So fingers crossed, because like you say, that could be a fire sale. Um, mm. If it, you know any result doesn't happen, or I was going to say if it's, you know, not high scoring, but you know, if Man United don't perform well, I think a couple of goals. I can see a couple of goals. Man United scoring. Whether you get lucky with a Bruno brace or a Rashford brace, one of them could blank. This is up to the variance gods. Yeah, and I, st- I think you're right. Now uh, you said it last week that you preferred Rashford over over Bruno, and I, I don't think anything we thought saw in the last game made you know made that more clear. Um, <laughs> even tonight, even tonight between the two. Rashford was the more aggressive. He got the assist for the Hoyland goal. Obviously, Bruno got an assist late, but that's very, very late. I mean, Bruno was basically playing in the pivot alongside Casemiro as soon as Eriksen came off. So, yeah, look, the guy's on set pieces. He's on pens. But the problem is, as long as Eriksen is on the pitch, he's getting tired, right? I mean, he he had played 90 minutes before this. So the more Eriksen tires, the more Bruno has to play withdrawn because... Eric Ten Hag doesn't trust um, McTominay in that same position. So basically, if you want Bruno to be attacking, you want Mount back ASAP and Amrabat back ASAP. When's Mount back? Do we know? Mount is in training, apparently. So he should be back soon. But then Mount could also play on the right side, where obviously we have nobody. Pelestri played tonight. Um, you know, we played McTominay in a diamond in on the weekend. So it's a little bit up in the open. It could still be Mount playing on the right and Eriksen is still starting in the pivot. And so Bruno could still be withdrawn a little bit. It's when Amrabat is back and Mount is back when Bruno could basically be completely unleashed. But problem is that might be game week eight already. Such a headache, such a headache, especially with the, with the fixtures which which we talked about. But I guess I'll see what happens at the weekend yeah. and then probably hold them regardless. Um, I think it's then, fine. Then Bumo are home to Everton. Sterling, home to Villa. Saka, I'm so glad I kept him. <laughs> like oh. I was thinking about you when he got that assist, and even even tonight when he got the goal and the assist, I was like, yeah, you, you know, good vibes teams, a penalty taker and good vibes teams. You just even no matter what fixtures are, I think these are players that you don't mind keeping. No, definitely. I mean, to be honest, week one I thought he's going to be pretty much a season keeper. I know there's no such thing like something could happen with doubles that mean he wasn't. Yeah, I've got no intention of selling him now. I've, I had that little blip. I'm, I'm so I'm so relieved. And obviously but you'd got... sell him for City or not? No, no, I, w- I wouldn't. What you mean, like Foden, for example? Oh, the City game. 
Yeah, for for the city game in Game of Games. That that moves on to my wild card because you you seem very set on yours, whereas yeah. I'm kind of thinking about saving it. But a big reason I was looking to save my wild card beyond ten was because I was com- confident doing or not confident but comfortable doing Haaland down, and then bringing Salah in for Sterling. Ooh, let's talk about that after you finish it. Yeah, team. yeah, I've I've changed my mind, but yeah, let's put a pin in that. We'll come back to okay. that because that's that's interesting. Although I, I, I'm teetering, um, <laughs> I've got Harlan captain and Yao Pedro at home to Bournemouth. I know I got very lucky; he didn't start, and then he he scored. Right, um, Chilwell first sub. I, from what we've heard so far, and that could change. I'm just not confident in him playing, and um, because I've got Robertson, Trippier, Estepinian with good fixtures, I don't really need to play him. So yeah, but you could play him over Pedro, right? If let's say Pedro plays ninety minutes um, on in um, the Europa League, yeah, would you then switch? That would then depend on Rico Lewis because one of because obviously City being the early kickoff, there's a I don't know what the chance of him playing is twenty percent, twenty five percent chance that that he starts. So Rico Lewis would come in for Pedro if he starts. Chilwell Pedro would be tough. I think I'd still lean Pedro just because of the penalties. What are you thinking on Chilwell? So, I mean, obviously you have the luxury to bench him. Like people mm-hmm. like me and many others, Chilwell is a starter. Um, and they really are thinking either start him or sell him. Um, yeah. What is your takeaway from the Pochettino quotes and other stuff? Because there's so many different quotes that are being shared, aren't there? Like the pre-game quotes and then the post-game quotes. But yeah. my overriding feeling with him is because the fixture run we wanted them for is coming to an end. I don't have much time to be patient with him. I think it's only because I'm so happy with my defense. Sorry, my Siri's going off. I probably shouldn't no. say that word. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just not that confident in him starting. I don't feel like we've got enough time to, you know, if I could leave him a week or two, but then the, the fixtures turn bad. Yeah. So yeah, he's as good as gone for me. And I think if I had more problems in my team, let's say I still had like Reese James or Shaw instead of, let's say, Robertson, for example, then I think I'd no doubt be doing Chilwell to Botman. But you you see no scenario in which he's because home to Villa if he plays left wing I mean we're forgetting that this guy had great chances to do really well so if 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 we're sort of being a little bit more you know uh, understanding and sensitive towards Jackson why aren't we for Chilwell? No, it's it's a good point. It's a good point. Maybe I'm just not that high on him as in in because it's so near the end of his run as well. Um, Villa at home, Fulham away. Because uh, I'm being sympathetic with Pedro's minutes as well. So why wouldn't I for Chilwell? It is a good point. Um, I think just because in my mind he's gone. And maybe it's a bad, bad way to play. But also with defenders, I think a big part of him, I know he's playing left wing, but a big part for him is actually being on the field to keep a clean sheet. Mm. Now, I mean, I think the odds of that aren't actually that bad at home to Villa. I mean, Liverpool kept a clean sheet. They kept Villa very quiet only, you know, a couple of weeks ago, for example. So, yeah, just in my mind, I've, I, he, he's gone. I just don't want to use a transfer. Yeah. Well, I mean, what odds would you say of him starting? Because it's, it's the if. Maybe I'm less happy with defenders cameoing. I am actually thinking he starts and I would go 75, 70, 75% that he starts because in my mind, I read the quotes as he wanted to start Mudrik in that game because he wanted to have a more attacking left winger, which Mudrik is compared to Chilwell. I know that whenever Mudrik starts, Poches said this, he doesn't like Chilwell on the same side because they apparently run towards the same spaces. Mudrik isn't sort of smart enough to work around. Now Mudrik had a bad, I mean, he was okay, but there were quotes that, 
Poch said Mudrik still needs to learn. For me, you know, typically that means, you know, back to the bench you go. So it could be Palmer who starts. It could be Chilwell who starts back there as as the left wing position, especially in a game like Villa where they need a little bit more control. It's not an easier game where you need a a more attacking left winger, if you see what I mean. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a decent chance that he starts either left wing or even if he doesn't, then Palmer starts left or maybe Sterling moves to the left and Palmer starts right, whichever case then Chilwell starts left back. I don't think it's a big problem. Now, again, another quote of Poch was, I don't want my winger, my fullbacks to bomb forward too much. It confuses my attackers. Well, Chilwell is a seasoned professional who's played left back his whole life. If he doesn't want him to bomb forward, I'm sure he can, you know, restrain himself. Shaw is an attacking fullback who plays left centre-back for Man United when needed. He can restrain himself. So, club captain. I mean, James is out. He's obviously vice-captain, now captain. The best player, left-footed player that they have at the club. He was the fittest during preseason. I see no reason, unless there is something on the personal side that we've missed, that you just say, okay, Chilwell's out of the team because we're doing badly. How would that, what would that do to the dressing room? I, all these things, I don't I don't get why Chilwell just suddenly lose his spot. No, no to be honest, you put forward a good point. Um I just don't know what it is with defenders. I think it's having that 75% chance. I guess put it this way and turn it into a dilemma for me. Like, let's say there's a 75% chance Pedro starts and a 75% chance Chilwell starts. Oh, for you, sure. Okay. For you, you sh- you start Pedro. He's, he's yeah. home to Bournemouth. But I think in general for people's dilemmas, let's say their midfield is five and they have two attackers. Let's say it's Alvarez and Haaland. And they have no other attacker. So they have to play three defenders. One of their defenders is Kabore. The other one is, let's say, Saliba, who's playing I'm going to go back Spurs. to your team because I think yeah. you've got this perfect exact scenario. Exactly. That's the scenario. So you now have a choice to either do Chilwell to a Newcastle defender for a hit or you basically say, I'm just going to bite the bullet and play Chilwell. And ignore the fact that I have Ruben Diaz. Other people could have a Botman or somebody else. Mm-hmm. So... We're simply talking about Chilwell in isolation. That is it worth moving him on, using a transfer and and dealing with that position? For example, somebody could say, I want one free transfer. I'd, I'd rather move Chilwell to a to a Newcastle defender or I'd rather move Jackson to, a, to an Alvarez. I'm actually still thinking you just do Jackson to Alvarez because there is more upside there where Chilwell is still a very, very good defender if he starts left wing. See, with your team... Yeah, with your team, I agree, especially because you've already already done done the Alvarez move. Yeah, I'd play Chilwell over Saliba or Kabore. Although, I mean, I wouldn't say it would be awful to play, to play one of the other two. It's not awful. No. It's not awful. And if I, this is why I'm still hesitating. Should I do the Trippier? It's almost a curse to have the exact funds for Chilwell to Trippier, where it's in my mind all the time because I know I want Trippier, I want Trippier. Um, and a lot of people won't go there because they will think, oh, Milan, away game, Trippier played another 90 minutes. Uh, and I was actually hoping that Newcastle concede so that, you know, the whole narrative of Newcastle are still not there yet defensively. But yeah, they've kept two clean sheets in a bounce, on a bounce, so people will look at Newcastle defence a lot more. And the fact they all kept, they all got bonus points, as in the, ma- the main three, all, all got Correct. bonus points, just to make them look even better. Um, Correct. Because there's Correct. not been much pushback on Newcastle defender talk. Recently, there hasn't I, been. In previous there hasn't weeks, been. there there were. I mean, um, I was getting comments on YouTube that we're crazy for recommending two Newcastle defenders on a wildcard. Um, now everybody wants two Newcastle defenders. So 
at least my position is no. It's not worth a hit for sure. I think if you have to play Chilwell, play him. And of course, we'll see what Poch says. Although you know that he's not going to come and outright say anything, right? No, no, he's probably not. I mean, I doubt we'll get like very, very clear news. It'd be nice if he said, you know, he's definitely benched or, or definitely starts. But yeah, You know, sometimes when, they, when there's a personal side of an issue, people can say that, you know, he hasn't trained or, you know, basically they make up things to say that maybe he may not be part of the team or he may not. So I'm sure people will ask about Chilwell or I hope people will ask about Chilwell. What would be interesting? I mean, you mentioned earlier about you looked ahead to Man United having Brighton and then Man United had the Champions League game. And you said, you know, obviously the the stock's going to drop. And I guess you'd have this with Chilwell. Let's say Chilwell is benched against Mm. Villa. You know, he may be, and he definitely will come on. I think that's the other thing with them because they're benched. I mean, Half of it I've not heard of. It's a load of yeah. academy players. So Chilwell is almost certainly going to come on and get a point. So I feel like, yeah, that's going to be a fire sale, despite having Fulham away and Burnley away in the next two. If he doesn't start again, then I'm happy to sell. Then I'm okay to say that I've got it wrong. Mm-hmm. Clearly, he's lost his spot. He's a left winger and he prefers Palmer now as the left or right winger and Sterling as the left or right winger. So I'm happy to do that transfer. It won't be for a hit next week. And I'll just do it and be done with it. And it doesn't really hurt me apart from this week. So let's say if Trippier really scores nine points, I could have done it for a hit instead of getting a one-pointer. But then Trippier could concede. So I'm not going to take... I'm hesitant to take a hit. I'd rather do it next week if I'm wrong. Yeah, the, the hit, hit seems crazy to do that. I'd yeah. agree that you just you know play Chilwell. And I guess it could open up an interesting scenario. Let's say Chilwell is benched. You could then next week, you could look at... Say you have two free transfers. I don't know how many people will, but you know you could do Chilwell down to Bell or Kabore or whoever. You could even then look at say you have Harland Alvarez Archer. If you've done Chilwell down to a Luton defender, then you can do Archer to yeah Morris. to Morris. So I guess then the Morris dream's not not dead. So I guess that's the other thing we've not even mentioned. We got the double game week. Well, we have. You tell me. It. You tell me about uh, how you're feeling about Luton players. How are you getting to them? Are you captaining them? Where are you with that? Yeah. So I mean, it's quite a, a big reason I want to have two free transfers next week as well, so I can react. Now, one. So the move I did last week, I did Ruben Diaz to Trippier, and mm-hmm. I had the exact money. And the, one of the reasons I wasn't 100% sure on doing it was because now I can't do Pedro to Morris. I'm actually 0.1 short. Okay. But I didn't want to go without Trippier because of because of Morris. Because then, you know, if Trippier does anything, I'm then looking right. at Morris like, you owe me you owe me points yeah. before it's even begun. So I'm, I'll have two free transfers next week if everything goes well tomorrow with the you know, final European games. So I'll do Pedro to Morris and I'd need to, up 0.1 million so that's most likely going to be Chilwell down to someone like Bell or Kabore just basically right. I need to get some money out of, out of the team but tell me something once you do that mm-hmm. aren't you benching some really good players to put out your two or three Luton players so I mean Rico Lewis would be benched as he always seems to be and then Robertson Fine. has two pretty tricky fixtures Um, so so yeah so Robertson would be away at Spurs. Got it. So I'll bench it. Robertson for a Luton defender. Um, obviously, Trippier is going to play every week. And yeah, Brighton are okay that week, aren't they? Brighton are away to, away to Villa. So that's really team-specific, why it might work for me. So you would play a Stupinian away to Villa? I would play a Stupinian away to Villa. Um, 
alongside yeah and then Trippier and then the double game week defender I mean it's another opportunity that I could just go to Botman I could do Chilwell to Botman yeah I could if Chilwell plays um then maybe I'll be more tempted just to keep Chilwell and I could play him but then I've got to find the point one somewhere else so this plays into and would you captain Morris by the way I don't know so this is this is interesting because this links in you know how I was saying earlier about looking at selling Haaland it's kind of terrified me even though I captain Haaland the fact he's put up that xg you know at the weekend it's kind of a reminder of what can go wrong it can go wrong man I mean I yeah. know models have this move of Haaland to Watkins and upgrading some midfielder for Salah but I mean next week what I'll do is in fact I'll make a table of the weeks and which week Salah has a fixture and Haaland has a fixture. And you tell me if you can confidently go against Haaland in at least five of the eight weeks that, you know, the models recommend that you go without Haaland. Okay. Yeah. Three weeks. I mean, yeah. Being confident's tough. I mean, even yeah. when we were talking about Son last week, we weren't confidently saying we're by Son, we're Captain Son. That was still like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and this is not just captaining against, it's not even owning Haaland. I'm. I would be surprised if people go through with that. So there's a couple of reasons I was I was tempted. So the first one was, I mean, looking at possible wildcard squads, it looks so much better with just the one premium. But obviously, a lot of that actually relies on Man United because Rashford and Bruno, while they're great value, they are taking up quite a lot of the budget that I've got. So exactly. there's the opportunity to have yeah the better team is the main one. The second one is also I kind of hate owning the player spending a lot of money on them and then hoping that they blank. Ah, uh, you have to get out of that. I, I know. It's fine. I know. It, you know, we, we have to look at it as our team needs the most to score the maximum possible. points. No, I, I get that. But but then can I make the rest of that, the points that I lose up by having a better squad, you know, than other people? But like, will you is my question, because if you look at game week eight onwards, there's a lot of 6.5 mids with very good fixtures. So if you were to pair a Haaland with a Eze, for me, at the moment, given what we know, that's two penalty takers. And instead of having Rashford and Bruno, I don't think it's close. See, I think it's me. I'm, I mean, looking at my team, I'm quite addicted to premium defenders. So I've got ideas in my head, like I could have Trent, Robertson and Salah. I know that would then block like Darwin, etc. I could just have Trent and Salah or Robertson and Salah. Maybe, I mean, I'd still want Estepinian because he's got great fixtures. He's got a little patch of amazing fixtures. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe I could go for cheaper midfielders because I agree. Yeah, players like Eze, I'm very happy with Mbumo. I'm, st I'm still, I mean, I wouldn't keep Sterling because the fixtures are horrific. But so I guess that point's completely moot. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. have Sterling. So I think it would be the defenders for me. Um, I was looking at some game week ten wildcards where you can actually get a Trent, Trent, Salah, Haaland, and still have a decent team. You'd actually have a three three midfield 6.5 so you'd have uh, you'd have Mitoma you'd have Eze and you'd have Diaby so do, having those three and three all those three have great fixtures um, and you then can afford a Trent you can afford a Haaland you can afford a Salah and I don't think it's you know you're, you're sacrificing premium lights so mm -hmm. there's no Bruno there's no Rashford but apart from that I think it's a manageable team 
So okay. um, let's get to it. I mean, we'll talk about wildcards and stuff yeah. when we get closer to game there week eight, nine. One other point I wanted to make, actually, and it was yeah. just purely because obviously once you've wildcarded, that's it, you've wildcarded. I, I guess if I did, you know, downgrade Haaland to Watkins or it could even be Alvarez, bring in Salah, I've still then got the wildcard there to completely restructure if I've, if I've got it wrong. Fair. So, and it, I mean, it could go wrong very, very quickly. Um, I mean, it could not. And I, I do kind of get tempted. I do get quite excited when, you know, I have low ownership players. Um, I, I still do get that. And I, I do hate, and I know I should get rid of it, having a player that I, I want to blank when I'm spending so much money on them. Because if I'm not captaining them, it's saying I don't think he's the best player, but I, I'm just but, protect, trying to protect a percentage no, of No, that's not the way. I, at least I don't think of it this way. You have a team of 15 players. <laughs> you have to think of captaining the player you score think scores the most points. And if you own a player that is you think scores the second highest points that week, it's okay to own them. You know, it's so if you look at it completely in isolation, forget about whether you're rooting for them or not rooting for them, or you think Salah in a given week scores 20 points. Or let's go back to last week. People thought Sun in that week will score 15 points. Mm-hmm. Haaland will score 12 points. It's good to own Haaland if you think he'll score 12 points even though you wish that he scores one so that you can benefit a little bit more. But you think, you know, logically, the models tell you that he'll score, of course, 12 is very high, let's say seven, and Suns can score eight. It's okay to have both. I don't think it's a problem at all. And the other thing is rotation. It's not like you only want to captain Salah every week. There are weeks where Haaland will be better. There's other weeks where Salah will be better. So anyway, I, I don't want to talk yeah, you out and it's of also it. just looking at that Arsenal away, Brighton at home, United away. I mean, maybe, Maybe United away is not. United away is not difficult. No, so it's it's Arsenal. Brighton at home is Brighton. not difficult. So it's two games, and yeah, Bright, Bournemouth at home in eleven that would be terrifying. So yeah, I need to have a, a good think about it. But this week has basically changed my mind on that a little bit. Yeah, as in I've yeah. started, I've gave my head a little wobble. And I, I'm genuinely not sure. I can't remember how Next we got week to we'll that also now. Talk- Sorry, I can't remember how we got to that bit now. I I, I mean we've just been tangent. waffling. So um, I think I think we've talked about the main stuff, right? Have we got anything else left to talk about? I think that's the main thing. I mean, we're going to both captain Haaland, I imagine. Um, that almost Definitely. never feels like a debate this is, anymore. This isn't the week to go against him. Although, if people have Salah, not bad. I think he's the second best captain this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people who've got Salah, you know, I'm, I'm jealous of them. That's why a lot of people are looking, you know, we're looking at wildcard him to, to, yeah. get, to get to him. Obviously, unlucky to not have three assists. But yeah, I don't have that many dilemmas this week. I mean... You've you've made your transfer already. The team looks I good. Have. I think, although I do have still the Trippier dilemma, so yeah. I'll be listening to Pochettino very closely to see where I can go. Or, by the way, if if in the leagues Diaz is not starting now, we know Man City, right? Yeah. If Diaz is not starting, then I could think of moving Saliba to a Botman even for a hit, because then actually I need a playing defender. Um, so this is where I'm sort of leaning. Where I I don't think I'm done. I've made one move, but I still. I could possibly be taking a hit this week, which is I'm okay with. You're you're in, you're in a really good spot. I think I think the decision you've left yourself with is is tough, but it's not a bad decision. As in, like they're both, you know, both outcomes could be good. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'm comfortable with that. So we shall see. Yeah, and then we'll probably have a new new bandwagon to talk about next week. We just don't know. Next don't know week, we'll, we will talk about uh, <laughs> Morris and whether you're captaining him or not. I'm looking forward to that. I am looking forward to that. I don't know. I, even now, I don't know about captaining, but let's see. I'm Something very to... keen. I'm very yeah. curious to see uh, how many analytics FC people c- captain Morris because 
he'll be higher on the models he'll be higher than Haaland there's there's one thing with him I guess he got subbed I think it was the 73rd minute from, from memory so yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose that's going to be something to watch this week at home to Wolves because if he does get an early-ish sub and I'll say even 70 minutes is early um you know for a inverted commas talisman I think his stock would would drop but then yeah. I mean Im- imagine he scores a brace against Wolves then we've got I think a dilemma. Still avoid. <laughs> I think people will still avoid. But I can. I would. I would think it would sway a few people. But look, hey, let's 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 leave that for next week. Yeah, awesome. And thank you everyone for watching. Obviously, don't forget the Fantasy Football Scout members area. If you just go into the into the, I was going to say the comments. Don't go into the comments. There could be some dodgy link. Go into the description below, um, and you can get thirty percent off the preseason offer as well. So that's still available. Um, and Praz, I will speak to you next week. Hopefully Thursday again. Yep, speak to you next week. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining. Sorry for this being a video this time. Next time we'll be live. Uh, yep, see you all next week. See you all next week.